There's, there's this moment where he humanizes someone else, yeah. right? Whether it's planes and trains and he's humanizing Steve Martin, Uncle Buck, and he's humanizing the oldest daughter, yeah. like Chet doing it with Roman, right? He takes how beautiful and wonderful he is and he sprinkles it onto someone else. That's, Those are my goosebump moments with yeah. John Candy where I think you see the human in him shine. Give me racquetball. Give me racquetball. <laughs> the racquetball scene yeah. is incredible. <laughs> you want a beer? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! <coughs> Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight, John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks. So good. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all? It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self-admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd was an absolute joy. Is that why you said the best of the best? That is why I said that yeah. was a tip of the hat to John. Um, they're more than our sponsor. They're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, find their link on our website and check them out, Verde Media. Today's episode, Remembering John Candy. Canada's three greatest exports are beer, hockey, and John Candy. This gift from the Great White North gave us dozens of performances that still warm our hearts to this day. Rather than focus on how we lost him too soon, today we'll rejoice in the gifts he left behind. John Candy owned the 80s, and in honor of that, Buzz in the Tower will dedicate an episode to remembering his life, impact, and performances. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Tom Tuttle from Tacoma to my Chet Riley, Max Sanders. And with that, here's a quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Oh God, my heart's beating like a rabbit. <laughs> if we can make it through this episode, maintaining like the general happiness and joy that we have, yeah. it's going to be a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already it. sad thinking about John Candy. You got your pork pie hat on. I got my overcoat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like, uh, I'm not an overly emotional person when it comes to buzzing the tower. Should we get a cry out now? Should I, we just leak? 
Oh, you're going to be all right. I think so. Right. Uh, the purpose of this episode we've been doing, I mean, what are we? 22 episodes, 23 episodes, 23. And we visited John Candy's performances all over the place. Yeah. Because he pops up anything. I mean, we talk about John Hughes. He's in the most, he's he's in the most John Hughes movies ever. Seven or eight. Cause he's in seven. Technically she's having a baby. What scene was he in that? So if you ever sat until the end of she's having a baby, (laughs) so at the very end, they do these like cameos to talk about what they should name the baby. And that's, and and there's actually a ton of actors that, that hop in on that. And he's one of them. I don't know if that counts. Well, he's in the credit. Yeah. So if you look at the IMDb says it counts. Yeah. Uh, but John Candy, you can't talk about the 80s without talking about John Candy. But I'll try not to be overly emotional and jump around. Too no, much. go for it. He was right? a squish ball. You know what I think? He's help. a warm fuzzy. You know, you know what'll help with the emotional part? What? Why don't we start by talking about the lovely shirt that you're wearing today and where it's from and what it's all about? Oh, yeah. 80s Tees. <laughs> 80stees.com. Our awesome sponsor sent us another couple incredible shirts. Max, talk to me about your shirt. For those that don't know yeah. what that shirt's from, tell them. I kind of like that most people don't know. It's Stephen, a little, yeah, deep cut. Stephen King rules. Monster Squad, little Shane Black, Monster love. Squad, yeah, the Monster Squad, the Monster Squad. Yeah. God, I love that movie. I know Tom Noonan as the uh, as Frankenstein. Yeah, just always gets me. And uh, how could you not talk about Laszlo as uh, the Wolfman? Yeah. Right, <laughs> kick him in the nards. <laughs> um, that's a that's a fantastic shirt, uh, and it looks so comfy and, and just beautiful. It's it is a great shirt. And you have the wonderful faded. What are you rocking? Save Ferris. Yeah, save it's, who? Save Ferris. I don't know who Ferris is. Ferris Bueller. Oh, right. He's, right. he's a righteous dude. <laughs> One righteous dude. Uh, so. Again, 80stees.com, one of our sponsors, just... Uh, Take a few hours and just get lost. It's funny. I get messages from other podcasts, and they're like, how'd you get 80s? And I'm like, I'm like, well, I want to disclose. And they're like, well, we don't even care. Just how do we get the shirts? Do you yeah. have, and I'm like, that's part of our deal. Like, no. we, we negotiated for these shirts. Was there John Candy shirts? Did we see any? I, we have to look. No. I, I didn't see. So. I think we have to check. Well, if you had to make a John Candy shirt, oh wow, what would you want? Old 96er. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> from from the great outdoors, for yeah. sure. I would have him cooking in the kitchen. The, the giant, giant pancake. pancake. Yeah, 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 with the shovel. We are going to talk all things John Candy. We'll start off. I don't have a ton of rules on this one because honestly, this is like too emotional. Yeah, why would I don't you make rules? I know. <laughs> this isn't like we're drafting. It's like, let's limit how much we love him. Oh, right. So <laughs> we'll start off by talking about. There's structure though. There's a little bit of structure. We're going to start off just talking about, and and I'm and I am going to jump around. After I make this small point, I think we'll jump into a little bit of his history. We'll talk about yeah. how, how he got to us. Real yeah. name, John Franklin Candy. Right. Didn't, so. have, to, didn't have to change his name. So That's cool. great. A lot of those actors changed their name. The most unique thing about John Candy for me is I think who you saw those those glimpses that you saw on film that endear you to him yeah are who he is yeah like he is not separated like that human element of who he is that make people i mean people love him we post something on our instagram account or on tiktok if we ever talk about john candy people go nuts yeah like who doesn't love john candy yeah and you said it best we were talking in pre-production about how every role he's in you're pulling for him. Yeah. Like he, you want you him. You want to root for him. Yeah, you want to root for him. He's, yeah. he's the everyman. He's got that closed mouth smile. Oh man, I'm already getting emotional. <laughs> All right, Max, take me, take me into your, uh, into your notes. Take me into who is John Candy. Tell me a little bit about so, him. So as we said, born Halloween. 1950, Ontario, Canada. Oh, Canada. Work, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what, what, well, they, why do they make it so funny? Is it, it in the water? It is. And, you know, it's funny, too, because, like, I love America, right? You and I are as American as they come. Yeah. But Canada, Canadians are I'd so be a good nice. Can, I'd be a good Canadian. Because you would. Because you're I'm so... I'm a good micro nice guy. And, and you, like, and you never are aggressive. No. Like, and it's just, they give us the best comedians. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Born in Canada. Ontario, Canada. Born to a working class Roman Catholic family. Yep. 
His dad was a World War II vet, mm-hmm. had six years of real action. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And his dad died of a heart attack at 35. 35. Yeah, 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 when he was five. And they actually had his funeral on John Candy's birthday. So yeah. that's got to screw you up a little bit. It messes you up when you lose your dad that young. Yeah, he said he still felt like the little boy left behind yeah. later in life. I'm like, oh, man. Ugh. Yeah, right? I promise. Okay, we're going to get through I started talking about my dad. So, we're going to get through this, and we're going to get to the happy parts. Continue. So continue. good stuff. You'll love this. Yes. In high school, high school football I, stuff. Like a stud until. Yeah. Until a knee injury off, stopped him from playing college ball, offensive right? Offensive tackle. Yeah. He's either 6'2 or 6'3. I can't I, get I saw 6'2, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 300 to 330 pounds mm-hmm. and had dreams of being in the pros. Which in today's NFL would make him like a placeholder. Yeah. <laughs> I back, just, back then. I just watched the draft and all every offensive tackle is like 6'7, yeah. 330. It's nuts. But, but he yeah. looked nimble. You he know did. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Even even as big as he is, when yeah. you look at him in his roles, like he doesn't carry himself like this like obese kind of goof. Like he's no. got like long legs. Yeah. Like he can he can move, you know? And when he falls, it's not like hysterical funny right you know, it's like oh a guy fell yeah guy yeah. fell yeah, yeah absolutely do you know he's a kleenex salesman uh door-to-door no so he sold like paper plates oh, plastic wild. stuff i didn't know now, that. this is how he became an actor he kind of dabbled in acting classes in college mm-hmm. and he worked as this kleenex salesman door-to-door and his boss said listen you're the 40th worst person out of the 40 people <laughs> i have and i should have known not to not to hire an actor right and he goes I'm an actor. I shouldn't have jobs that aren't acting. Oh my anymore. gosh, that's wild. No, so, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he just all. went for it after that. That's so funny. Yeah. And youngest guy in Second City. So Second City, you've you've brought three years old. You've brought this up before. This uh it's like uh Second City versus SNL. Yeah. Like these two factions. And his his relationships like with people like Eugene Le- Le- I always say Levy. Is it Levy or Levy? I think it's Levy. I think it's Levy. Levy. Yeah, Levy, Eugene right. Levy. Yeah. Okay, so his his friendship starts there. Catherine uh, O'Hare. Catherine O'Hare, who's one of his best friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, Second City TV, man, they produced some talented, talented people. You know he didn't want to audition? That right. Dan Aykroyd forced him yeah, to? Yeah, well, He's so- like, When Dan Aykroyd went to audition for Second City TV, he John Candy was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm too young. I don't want to do this. And Aykroyd's like, well, drive me to the audition. He's like, okay, fine. I'll drive you. He's like, take me to lunch. Cool, I'll take you to lunch. Yeah. And he's like, wait for me for a minute. I'm just a little nervous. He signed John Candy up he comes outside he goes i signed you up they took the sheet they're gonna get offended if you don't come in and try out so he tried out killed it youngest guy in second city history wow yeah he just uh, he worked well with so many people too steve, he, him and steve martin became yeah. super close friends he's in more movies with snl alumni than anybody else uh no that's not true no until 2016 until 2016, 2016 when uh nick what's his face? nick terry, yeah. terry oh nick swartz yeah i love terry but that's true i mean and and he had like three or four potential uh appearances where he's supposed to host snl and Rider's it just fell strike, through fell yeah through. I mean, yeah. fell through but he just reminds me of like some midwestern guy that i would have grown up with that yeah. was just a totally normal dude he seems like the fun guy next door right and just like so nice and so kind yeah. and loved animals yeah. uh, i mean uh yeah he had horses that he named uncle buck and harry crumb yeah yeah <laughs> harry crumb we'll talk about harry crumb later for sure he's wild it, i i like i mean there's very few times you'll get me to say this like yeah. there's nothing in his catalog i don't like at least a little bit we're gonna talk hot to trot a little bit i right? love hot to trot <laughs> hot to it? trot i i actually regret <laughs> that hot to trot didn't make it on my guilty pleasure list yeah. because hot to trot should have that been is definitely there. a guilty pleasure oh, unquestionably unquestionably um let's see what else uh halloween in 2020 was yeah. dubbed john candy day yeah he's on a stamp too yeah, in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know he turned down Lu- we talked about this before but he turned down lewis tully and ghostbusters and he also turned down honey i shrunk the I kids didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but i guess rick moranis has kind of given him recommendations for roles too yeah. so it's like they've kind of helped each other out before so ghostbusters was unique because when he turned down the role of ghostbusters it was because he had we talked about this in our ghostbuster he had a, he had a, vision. He had a vision in honey i shrunk the kids and this is again going back to what i kind of love about john candy he just knew that he wasn't right for it and he actually recommended rick moranis which is how he landed it which I, think was gangbusters. He, I think he could have done it though playing like i think nerd, he could have done like just you only world amplify smartening up a little bit i don't know because if you think about john candy he's never playing an overly intelligent character that 
because you know Steve Martin said that they always or no no Rick Moranis said it, they always play him a little dumb right yeah and I think like that was uh, and I, I, that's okay I mean I think it, it plays yeah, well into it's his, a Will Ferrell thing right yeah. right uh, and that's it's is it's, Will Ferrell his corollary so it's it's great that you bring because I was up. thinking about who's compared to him so a lot of people will talk about Belushi and Farley. Farley but the reason they bring that up is just because they're heavier physical actors yeah but if you actually and by the way I am not knocking Farley and I'm yeah. not knocking Belushi who I both think are brilliant actors yeah. and I loved watching them act but they're they're not candy candy could be heartfelt warm yeah. like he could pull you in um belushi and farley like were tornadoes yeah you know the mcmaster university he went there as an undergrad and he lived in something called widden hall mm. and widden hall was infamous for just being wild and crazy and out of control and it's rumored that national lampoon's animal house was actually uh, which starred a lot of his close friends was actually based on widden hall oh that's cool yeah which i thought was really yeah. neat Let's the super see. bowl i mean that's the really su- big you got the super bowl story okay. i love this story this 1989 bangles versus the no, no, it's not. It wasn't the catch. It's John Taylor. It's a oh, different one. Oh, I this thought it was the catch. across the oh, middle. I better shut Get my your mouth. football right. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Still, big, big deal. Super Bowl. Last play of the game. Or like one of the last plays. Joe Montana's driving down the field. Everyone's nervous. Gets in the huddle. And he just goes, hey, look over there. Is that John Candy? And everyone just lightens up the tension. Everyone starts laughing. Two seconds later, scores a touchdown. Joe Cool is cemented as, you know, football royalty. And John yeah. Candy's who loves football. Lo- and also loves sports. He yeah. owned uh, he owned part of the Argonauts. Part of the Argonauts. Yeah. yeah. Ar- Argonauts? Yeah. 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 CFL team. That. CFL, yeah. He he loves sports. He I, I, he's again just a guy's guy. I mean, that's the best way I could say it. This was this was really fun when I found this out. So you're obviously remember uh that Michael Jackson, Barry Gordy, the song that the big uh for, in our future. Yeah, we okay. are the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know that there was a Canadian version of that? No. <laughs> you didn't dig this no. up? Oh, Max, this is great. So <laughs> this is absolutely incredible. It's uh, He's saying it's called the Northern Lights for Charity. Mm. And John Candy does the intro to it. And it's all it's like Brian Adams. Yeah. It's like all these Canadian musicians. But it's their version of it. So you got to look it up in this. Awesome. It's funny. Is it hilarious I, or no? It's not. Me- no, it's not funny. Oh. He, he does the intro. It's near, Canadian. It's, it is, it's Canadian. But it's, eh? it was the A. It's you their, <laughs> We are the world, you hosers. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, the other thing, these stories. So okay, going back to Belushi and Farley and even Bill Murray, all these guys, right? They all partied. So for uh, John Candy. Well, 70s know, and 80s, they didn't know better. Yeah. And I don't want to dive too much into this, I, A, because I just it feels dirty talking about people's kind of habits and health and everything. But yeah. like John Candy was pretty open about it, right? Like, so his father dies of a massive heart attack when he's five years old. His brother had a heart attack. Yeah. You know, heart disease ran in their family. It was constantly on the top of their mind. And he tried to work out like he lost 70 pounds after splitting. Flash yeah. or on the set of Uncle Buck. No, well, the set of uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. He had a full weight room, but he didn't use it. When Belushi passed away. Yeah. It rocked him. Yeah. He locked himself away. He didn't talk to anyone for a long period of time. So he was, he was fighting it all the time. The, the, the drug part of it was, you know, he moved to Chicago and all of a sudden he's hanging out with all of these, you know, famous people and life changes pretty quick. He was able to kick that piece of it, but the eating, the smoking a pack a day, the drinking, yeah. it was really difficult for him to get away from that. I and picture him as like Freddie from Splash. Basically. <laughs> he was very much like Freddie from Splash, right? But like a little bit difficult for him. But I mean, that, that piece of it aside, he, he was kind conscious of it he fought it he in fact he turned down uh he was supposed to be on some canadian uh i don't know some canadian emmys or something like that he actually turned it down because they were making fun of his weight so he had Mm. like a sensitivity to it but he was also conscious of it it's interesting because like i don't want to dive too much into his vices but there are some really great stories about him partying a little too hard and one of the stories is he was um i think it was on planes trains and automobiles i could be mistaken uh but he had gone out with some locals Mm. and and tied one on yeah and uh 
uh, Hughes directed that. So Hughes was on his way in to work the next day. Again, I think it was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Was on his way in to work the next day. Was listening to the radio. And some guy called into a local radio station and was like, oh, my God. I was out until 2 in the morning partying <laughs> with John Candy. And then John showed up and he was just a mess, an absolute mess. I believe, like I said, I, I know the story's right. I just don't remember which movie. And there's a couple others when we get into the specific movies that we can talk about. Max, I have another thing I dug up that I think is absolutely incredible. Um, and for selfish reasons, I just would have loved to have seen this. John Hughes was going to put a movie together. No, you're stealing my fan. I have to steal it. I'm sorry. There was going to be Stallone and Candy as warring neighbors yeah. that hate each other. Bartholomew versus Neff. Yes, it yeah. would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would have paid anything to watch the two of them banter and bounce off each other. It would have been great. Yeah. I wonder who's, like, the straight man and who's the goofball. Oh, my God. That's the great thing. It wouldn't even matter. Like, I, I yeah. think they both could have flipped it. They could have got out of there. I mean, obviously, you would think Candy would have been the goof. But, but you never know. that There was that Aykroyd-Belushi movie that failed where Aykroyd was the weirdo and yeah. Belushi was the straight guy. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. That was you're a right. weird movie. I have such a... Belushi's... I have, I have mixed feelings. All right. Anyways, I'm not going to dive Easy. into my, I know. He's, that's, he's untouchable. A podcast. I, I know. Honestly. Um, all right, I'll go to you. What else? What other? I got. I only have about two more cool facts, and then we can start hopping into some movies. So let's get it out of the way. Uh, this is the one sad fact. I mean, died March fourth, nineteen ninety four, at right. age forty three. Yeah, yeah. But he sent an amethyst home to his family mm-hmm. while he was on set, and the day he passed away, the amethyst, which is generally a strong stone, broken half. Yeah, and it's like, and I think the, I don't believe in spiritual stuff that much, but like something like that just feels. His kids were really upset about it. His mom said something to the effect of, "That was a sign from your dad. Like, yeah. don't be upset." Yeah. I, Sorry, yeah. I had to. I had to. Well, that leads into one of my facts. I just thought this was really cool. So Steve Martin had a really wonderful relationship with John Candy, and are you um, doing the quote? Not the quote. He revealed uh, in an interview in 2004 that he actually moved in with John Candy's family to help them cope with the loss. Uh, he was going through a pretty bad divorce himself, and like I just in my head, I'm like, Steve Martin called him up, like moved in with them. Like that's yeah. the most beautiful thing in the world. Like yeah. I just like that's how much he loved John Candy and his family, and he went to live with them to try to like make it easier. I want a Steve Martin sleepover. That's sounds terrible. <laughs> what? You can bring like pillows and we can make forts and stuff. All right. And, 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 anyways. That's what um, it sounds like. Max, did you dig up anything on this Attuck curse? Huh? There is a there's a role uh, for some for a movie or a script called Atuk, A-T-U-K. You didn't see anything about this? It's a terrible name for a movie. It was offered to John Belushi and Chris Farley okay. as well. Yeah. So apparently every person that gets offered it's this like the role, Madden curse? Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it, it literally... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought that was wild. I didn't read too much into it other than I saw that it existed. And uh, I just thought that was odd, if anything. At his funeral procession... The LAPD shut down the busiest freeway in the world, which they typically only do when the president and the pope. Yeah, it was like a princess die. Like we lost somebody. It's a pretty big deal. And he never or he rarely watched his own work. He was uncomfortable watching himself. Yeah. I feel like that's 50% of movie stars. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, I I haven't heard that often, but I guess maybe you're right. I've not heard that very often. Um, I mean, you see your head 500 times bigger on screen and all. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's possible. You'd love it. You'd go front row. I would watch. I would watch it all the time. (laughs) I would then rewatch it and then I'd rewatch it again. uh, And I do DVD commentary on it. I'm very curious if we get famous, what's going to happen to you? You mean if we already are? When? Yeah. No, why not? When we we currently are famous, I'm dealing with it fine. Uh, totally fine i uh i think we're ready to hop into his movie catalog so the, not so much that we have rules but what i would ask is as we go through this obviously there's some movies you and i through sheer will and determination actually have watched every one of his movies that he's been in or at least are close it's i think exhausting. You, you may have missed one i may have missed one but between the two of us we have all of his movies covered yeah 
So eighteen. We're not gonna stop and squat on every single movie because why do you have to squat? Uh, yeah, fair. <laughs> we're not gonna stop and talk in depth about every single Better. movie because there are some that we care more about than others. But yeah, it's, it's when you get to your favorite John Candy movie, tell me. Okay. Because I'm curious what your favorite John Candy movie, and I'll do the same. And uh, other than that, should uh, I say something like Fidelio? No. Safe word. Oklahoma. Or, or you could literally just say this is my favorite. No, that's John. not as fun. Okay. Anyways, no, uh, no that's, you're doing great. You're doing great. Uh, <laughs> So, can his, I sing the Washington State fight song? Yes, and that I am one hundred percent okay with. Oh, can, you should. It's yeah. it's like literally saying you know it? three hundred times. No, it but sounds like it's an ordained song. Volunteers, it's great. Yeah, yeah. double negative. Yeah, nineteen eighty. What was this movie? Uh, directed by George <laughs> Bloomfield, um, who was friends and worked on Second City TV, which is how I think all those guys got involved. Yep. It's a weird thriller. It's John Candy's not a big role in it. I mean, the thing is, opening scene is is a drug use scene. And yeah. He's an interesting interesting guy in that movie. Named John, too. He is named he's, John. He's not, named John a lot of stuff, actually. He is. Well, John's a, we've talked about this. John's like an incredibly popular action name, for characters though. for action heroes. Man, yeah. if he had an action movie, how cool would that be? I, he did. Who's what? Harry Crumb? How can you say that's, that's not, not an action, action movie? movie. Uh, I want him with the machine gun. So this movie's got five cast members from um, Second City TV. Uh, and you've got uh, Joe Flaherty, Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, Dave Thomas, not the Wendy's guy. Yeah. We always have to say that. And John Candy. Uh, and they'd all previously, like I said, worked with Bloomfield, who is a director of some episodes of Second City TV. Yeah. Is Flaherty the Happy Gilmore? You will miss this putt. Yes. Okay. That is exactly what it is. And <laughs> he's, a, well, he's, he's in actually in a bunch of John Candy films. Yeah. Um, so no, he's, he's in he's, uh, uh, going berserk and yeah, in the speed zone. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. He's in speed zone. He's the mafia guy. He's going after the other guy. Yep. You're right. So anyways, I mean, I don't have a lot to say about this movie. It's his first movie. It's a small role, but yeah. we should at least mention that it existed. It started. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to add to this? Well, also 1941, uh, in, I know, yeah, I know. Steven I know. Spielberg directed comedy. I know, with I know. Aykroyd. Belushi, yeah. Aykroyd, uh, Candy. I know. It's, no one talks about it. It's 1979. I know. So yeah. we're not going to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we just um, did. But that takes us to our next movie. Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. Yeah. Uh, 1980. Uh, Burton Mercer, Jake's parole officer assisting the police on the hunt. Orange Whip. Orange Whip. Orange Whip. Three, three orange whips. <laughs> you know that line wasn't scripted? Oh, he did a lot of impromptu. Yeah. Like, well, we'll talk about this later, but like, uh, Hot to Trot. Yeah. Like, he, the movie sucked when they originally made it. Still, still does. It still does. <laughs> but they, they did the screenings and they realized it sucks. So they grabbed yeah. John Candy to do the voiceovers. Yeah. They went through two other actors and he literally just improv improbbed the yeah. entire thing. So yeah, yeah he, he loved doing improv, but that's all those guys that had those roots in second city TV and Saturday Night live. Like that's their strong suit, right? So someone did the math. He was hired in 73 and he was doing 40 shows a week, like 40 sets and over a year, he did 2000 improv set. That's that so insane? crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's his chemistry. I mean, they, that's the development of chemistry is being yeah. able to do improv. Yeah. It's like you and I, right? <laughs> I'm not as good. I freeze up. You are terrible. I'm really improv. bad. Like I, yeah. I go off, off script with you. You're just like, where, <laughs> where are you going? Like, what are you doing? You, today you came in. You're like, we're changing your chair. Is that a big deal? I was like, it's okay. Yeah, you're it's okay. Fine. It's you're okay. Fine. It's fine. Oh man, I do like messing yeah. with you. Um, I mean, the Blues Brothers, not a huge role, but yeah, he, the Orange Whip makes you, it. You feel him like yeah. every scene he's in, he's great, right? Yeah. Uh, and just like his interaction with the police, that he's like not the really, yeah, like he's kind of like a schmo and yeah, like the all the police, hair. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. that is that is our and this also, is. Oh. Go ahead, no, no, go ahead. So the Orange Whip, pretty cool. My girlfriend's mom uh -huh. gave me a book, cocktails of the movies. 
and it showed you how to make an orange whip. Do you Ooh, know how to make it? I don't. Okay. You, I mean, you're a bartender. So I am a bartender. Yeah. I've never made an orange whip. How do you one make it? One ounce rum, uh-huh. one ounce vodka, uh-huh. four ounce OJ, splash of cream. Well, look at that. Delicious. What a great, by the way, are, or do we just accidentally stumble into a possible episode? Or we just make drinks? No, yeah. no. We do more than drink, make drinks. We uh, we have to time to the movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> You're just like, we just make drinks. I miss bartending. Uh, soon enough, Max. Soon enough. <laughs> All right. So moving to his first breakthrough role. Why, would you call this a breakthrough Absolutely. role? Absolutely. Yeah, he's much more. Um, Stripes, yeah. 1981. Oh, my God. Max, tell me about Stripes. We've talked about Stripes on this show quite a bit. Yeah, Dewey Oxberger. Uh, not just Dewey Oxberger. Let's talk about who all is in this movie, who Ivan made Ru- this movie. Directed yeah. by Ivan Reitman, Harold Ramis, Bill Murray. Who's the sergeant? I forget. He's a, he's like a good actor. Hulk? Sergeant yeah. Hulka or whatever? <laughs> I can't remember. Hulka. Is it Hulka? I just know that the I'm getting too old for this is his line yeah, initially. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Leave the Weapon Stole It. <laughs> This, so one of the things I just mentioned, name your favorite movie. This is not my favorite John Candy movie. It's close. Yeah. But we also should, if we, if we stumble across our favorite scenes or quotes, feel free to throw them out. Yeah. This for me is a lot of aggression and a lot of pizza. My name is Dewey Oxberger. (laughs) My friends call me Ox. You might've noticed that, uh, I have a slight weight problem. And then everybody else like, no, come on. No. Oh, he's so great in this movie. You know, his sensitivity that we talk about before kind of his genuineness, you Mm -hmm. know, he actually got depressed when he had to shave his head. Oh really? Yeah. I can't imagine how John Candy felt, you know, (laughs) he felt like a lean, mean fighting machine. Max. (laughs) This is an incredible ensemble cast, right? Like he, yes, he's definitely got a prominent role in this, but this is, you know, this is Bill Murray. Yeah. And, uh, and Harold Ramis, right? But the mud wrestling, that's iconic. You know, you know, he didn't want to do it. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? He felt insecure because he had to be like kind of, you know, in his skivvies. I I just feel his pain of like being in his skivvies. Yeah. If that's a word. I think you might say it's like a 50s, 60s word. Hey, whatever. I don't care. Someone will correct us. We'll have someone who'll send us a message. Be like, that's the wrong word. All right. Stripes. Uh, Let's move on to my favorite part about our podcast. Hands down. Other than spending time with you. My favorite part about this podcast. Yeah, there it is. My favorite part about the podcast is it forces us to do research on things I already love. So when I find things out about John Candy, I didn't know. And and then I rewatch Heavy Metal. 1981 and I immediately picked up on his voice and I'd never picked up on it before. And he, he voiced three or four different characters. Yeah. Jen is the main one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like immediately I'm like, Oh my God, that is definitely John Candy. He's playing an 18 year old kind of prepubescent dude. It was the best. It was the best. And by the way, heavy metal, (laughs) I don't like bananas. It is. It has been at least, at least 10 years since I've seen it. Maybe 15. It didn't get released in theaters, did it? I don't even know, but it is wild. Yeah. Like it's just, it's so, and as I'm watching it, I'm like, Oh my God, like this reminds me of the fifth element. With Corbin Dallas, oh yeah, I remember like that. when they get into that room Multi-bass. and he's a ca- and he's a yeah. and he's a cab driver. Yeah. I'm like, this is like borrowed. From, yeah. I, I just, it's very cool to catch all these things. Um, yeah, he did a lot of voice work on heavy metal. Again, mentioning it because it's stuff he did, but he had a lot of stuff, yeah. other stuff as he well. He turns into like a god of war and saves a woman from a sacrifice. You got it. There's a meteorite. The queen's Loch Ness. There's a lot going on. <laughs> There's, a, There's lot, a lot. Giant going. flying bugs. An enormous amount of nudity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of cartoon nudity. Yeah. So definitely, uh, I was trying to watch this, and like, I remember like one of my kids walked by the room. Go I was ahead. like, oh, that, that's. <laughs> <laughs> my wife probably saw it and was like, what are you doing in there? I'm like, don't worry about it. It's okay. Uh, Max, that takes us to small rules. So if I, if I weigh this out, size of role to how much I love it, yeah. this is my number one. Not overall, yeah. but just like very small role. But like obsessed with how funny he was. Oh, this is the off the bench scoring twenty points in five minutes. Absolutely, absolutely, great, great way of putting it. National Lampoonification, nineteen eighty three. Lasky, the guard at Wally World. Yeah, million dollar paycheck for that. Yeah, Yeah. he was great. Oh my god, he's him and the best is like Chevy Chase. Just like like was like just looks at him and Chevy Chase is like routinely known as being a not nice human being. Yeah. So I guarantee you, there was nothing in the script for him to call him like sit your fat you know whatever down. (laughs) And when he says it to him, you could see like it just takes the color 
color out of John Candy's face and he stays in this character and it, it's great. Yeah. So I love that. This is the only time he wears glasses on screen. Really? Think about it. Any other time? Yeah. No, I can't think of another time. Yeah. He and glasses. he's got this kind of weird half like Marlon Brando Godfather kind of voice to him with this half lisp. Yeah. yeah. And I love like when even when he waves his hand, it's just this formal high like kind of hi folks, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's like, sorry, folks, parks closed. The moose out front should have told you. It's like this very kind of or when what Mr. Wally actually comes and he's like, he kidnapped me, Mr. Wally. I had a great time on your ride. So it's the most fantastic time I've ever had in my life. I normally get sick on all your rides. I didn't get sick once. It's like, I just love the immaturity of it. He's got this like Canadian Mountie police yeah. like thing going on, right? It, yeah. Like, it feels like Brendan Fraser in that Mountie movie. Oh God. Max, Was it Dudley do right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love me some Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I like most of, do you know, he recently started trending like crazy just cause he's a nice guy. Yeah. That's why I think you, did I call you and tell you that or something? I, or, love, I did a podcast alone on Brendan Fraser once. I bet you did one alone <laughs> on Brendan Fraser. Were you even recording? Or were you just talking to yourself uh, about Brendan know. Fraser? Nothing was plugged in. Oh yeah. God. All right. Uh, that takes us from national lampoons to going berserk. This which, is my favorite movie. This is your number yeah. one? Oh my God. It's so, I watched well, it You didn't even know about this I until we started prepping for this. Rock my world. Uh, 1983. <laughs> well, that's all yours. I, I'm not a huge fan of this movie. What? I, I like it. Yeah. I like all of his movies, but this is not like, I would put this on the bottom of my John Candy list. Yeah. A drummer chauffeur engaged to a congressman's daughter encounters a sleazy film director, the leader of an aerobatics cult, and other crazed characters during the days leading up to his wedding. What is this movie? I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, I think you meant aerobics and not aerobatics. I got excited. <laughs> They could be doing them in the air. No, it's okay. Yeah. I think aerobics. Yeah. Max, this movie is weird. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's John Candy. I mean, he's funny in it, right? He's like, hypnotized. He's doing weird stuff. He's, he's, he is, he, he's the humiliating son-in-law, yeah. right? Like he's, he's a goofball. Ernie, Ernie Hudson <laughs> dies mid relations while being handcuffed. So, to John, so John Candy, Candy outside of the door. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's getting like rammed through the door. Oh my God. And then they do a weekend at Bernie's thing with him the rest of the time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting and movie. Eugene Levy as a, Levy as the, uh, it's like his Levy. Okay, yeah, yeah as yeah. a sleazy agent. <laughs> and he has the lawyer who's just looking for lewds. Are they in the most amount of movies together of any of that? I think John Candy did more movies with him than anyone, right? Because I can Sounds rattle off right. five. I mean, uh, Heavy Armed Metal. And dangerous. Armed and Dangerous, yeah. Heavy Metal. Yeah. Splash. Uh, splash. Um, this movie. Yeah. Vacation. Speed Zone. Vacation. Yep. Speed Zone. Vacation. Yeah, yeah then yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Have yeah. to be. Yeah. But. <laughs> 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 this but, movie I can't believe this is to me like you picking weird out like I can't believe that this is your favorite John Candy well you know movie. Candy was supposed to write the script for this but he just never got around to it uh, yeah and also you know the bad kung fu scene mm -hmm. apparently they took out 15 seconds of the nunchuck battle and they re-released it in 2007 with that I want to see that part well there you go uh, that takes us to when you say there you go that means I'm done with this it does I'm trying to get off of this movie as quick as possible you're so right that is exactly what I'm trying to segue you out uh, this takes us to Splash Splash 1984 this was the big hit that put John Candy on the map. Yep. He, all of his other roles, good stuff, especially Stripes, right? Stripes as a, as a comedy brought attention to him, but it was this movie that made people believe he could carry a, a box office flick. Yeah. He, this is real close to my favorite, not my favorite, real close to my favorite. It, I mean, you can't have a favorite being one he doesn't star in, right? That's like Tom Cruise in Top Tropic Thunder. You can't do that. <laughs> it's close though. It's, I do it's love him. It's a similar, it's a no, similar right. role. Uh, Freddie Bauer. Yeah. Uh, the brother of Tom Hanks. Yeah. Uh, Penthouse reading. This movie to me is quintessential John Candy. In every one of my favorite John Candy movies, mm -hmm. there's there's this moment yeah. in the movie 
where he humanizes someone else, right? Whether it's planes and trains and he's humanizing Steve Martin, whether it's, you know, Uncle Buck and he's humanizing the oldest daughter. Like he takes his, uh, Chet doing it with Roman, right? There's always this moment where he takes how beautiful and wonderful he is and he sprinkles it onto someone else and and, and brings them into this like human. And and when he's talking with, you know, Tom Hanks, right? Tom Hanks falls in love with Daryl Hannah. Yeah. a, A mermaid. Freddie and Alan are having this conversation Right. And, you know, Alan, played by Tom Hanks, is complaining about all of the sticky situation around him being in love with it's Madison. Whatever. I don't care. She's got gills. But that's the whole point is love is love. That's where Freddie puts him in check and says, you know, how can you say that this happens every day? You have something special. Stop complaining and, and enjoy. I'm butchering his quote, which yeah. is better and Falling longer. Falling in love every day is a crock. Right. Yeah. And like, I, I just, that to me, those moments, those are my goosebump moments with yeah. John Candy, where I think you see the human in him really shine, where he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to make you a good guy just like me. I love Freddie in this movie. Give me racquetball. Give me racquetball. The racquetball scene is incredible. (laughs) You want a beer? Yeah. How long have we been playing? Five minutes. Five minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that is, it's a great scene. Yeah. Um, even throughout the whole movie, just like his whole character, just like the, the like when he's a kid at the beginning of the movie and he drops the, the, so the, the coins on the boat so he can look up the girl's skirt and then they go to that wedding and he drops change and does it to the women. Yeah. Then he picks the women up at the bar. Freddy's canceled. It, Freddy's the best. Yeah. The best. And he's just wild. And then finally everything gets out that, that uh, his brother's dating a mermaid and there's the press surrounding him yeah. and he grabs his brother. He says, are any of you with penthouse? <laughs> then we don't have anything. <laughs> then to we have say. nothing. They're like, no, yeah. then we have nothing to say to you. Uh, yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Freddie's awesome. My favorite John Candy story is the racquetball scene. Favorite ever. I think so. All right. What so do you cool. Got? So he's not normally late to set. Mm-hmm. He's late. He's apologizing to Ron Howard. Like, I'm sorry. Ron's looking at him like, you, you all right, buddy? And <laughs> he's like, I haven't slept. I'm so sorry. It's like, what happened? And he went to the bar. Jack Nicholson saw him. Was like, you're drinking with me tonight. Didn't he say something like John? And he's yeah. like, wait, Jack Nicholson knows my name. Yeah. And he's like, I got to go to set tomorrow. I can't keep drinking. And Jack goes, you're going to be all right, kid. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like, that's the last person you want to listen to. But you got to have your Jack Nicholson story in your right, life. Right. Right. Yeah. So the racquetball scene was much more uh, real life yeah. than it was fake. Yeah. And he did it in one take. Of course. It hit him in the head in that one one take. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, he's an athlete. I mean, you, you forget because he gets you know portrayed as not being one, but he's an athlete. Yeah, that's true. Brewster's Millions. Walter Hill. And, and 1985, yep. this is another, he plays Spike Nolan. Yep. He's, Great name. Uh, this is another example of John Candy playing who John Candy is. Yeah. He doesn't care about the money. He doesn't care that his best friend Just uh, about played by Richard. Yeah, yeah. Played by Richard Pryor. Who's playing Monty. Like Montgomery. He Montgomery Burns. No. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, he doesn't care that he has all that money. He's just looking out for him. Right. Yeah. And and like he, he, he pulls up all the cash at the end when everybody's basically, you know, been living off of the, the teat of, of uh, Monty yeah. and he gets his hat out and he's like getting all the money. And when he's so excited, when he's like $30 million, a lot of money when yeah. they're on the elevator. I yeah. love that scene. I, I just, they're, they're, relationship is so great yeah. and their friendship is so great. Do you think they were friends in real life? Boy, they sure felt like they were. I mean, yeah. like again, he's the catcher, Monty's the pitcher yeah. and just that they're in that giant room and he's throwing fastballs, giving him life advice. Not so fast. Uh, yeah, not so fast. <laughs> he was he was great. Uh and and that movie in general, just a it's a really funny movie. Yeah. I'd like to see this movie remade. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, not 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 worried so much about following the same script, but like yeah. I love the idea. Especially like today with all the different things you could access financially, I think it would be hilarious. Who would you watch have? It as them oh uh, wow who would i have as them uh i'll tell you who i think would be really funny as monty dave chappelle i was just thinking dave chappelle and then i think chris hemsworth as the catcher he's funny <sighs> you know who he's i someone more broken john c Riley. 
He's John, old. John C. Riley, maybe. <laughs> how like about 55? How about, how, Will about Ferrell? how about Jack Black? Oh, that's good. You yeah. know, just like a little energy to yeah. it, a little excitement. We're old. We're picking old people. I know. We're I don't know. I, who who else I put? Yeah. Oh, no. What's his face from Superbad? Uh, Jonah uh, Hill? Yeah, Jonah Hill. Oh, that's pretty good. But you have to have bigger Jonah Hill. Yeah. Jo- Jonah Hill is like a refined version of John Candy. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah Hill would not appreciate yeah. that. Um, all and right. Also, you got to realize the summer of 85, he put out this movie, Summer Rental, and Volunteers in yeah. the same summer. Yeah, you yeah. can see three John Candy movies in a row during movie. the summer. It's a big year. Isn't that cool? It is. The next role you probably didn't even know existed, but I knew this right away. Follow That Bird, 1985. Sesame Street. Oh, I, yeah, it's yeah, a, it's a It's a cameo. Yeah. But I have to bring it up. You didn't tell me about this in, pri- in post. In private. Yeah, I don't know. And what is <laughs> in it? Pre, 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 no, yeah. no, pre, post, private, yeah. whatever. Yeah. The three Ps. Yeah. Um, you just sit back. If it's anything Jim Henson, you know I'm it's, more than happy I to guess, discuss it. Fine. Follow That Bird is the Sesame Street movie where Big Bird is birdnapped from. <laughs> don't get me started, man. How do you, you, know? you, you birdnap something that big? It's, it's, he's he, like 10 it's, feet it, tall. I know. He's, he's got a little Big Bird. All right. So anyways, uh, John Candy plays a state trooper. But they basically pulls over the two guys that birdnapped him and interrogates him. So Bird and Mercer kind of 2.0? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, version? No. Way more armed and dangerous than, okay. than Mercer. Okay. Because he was actually like a police cat officer. Cat in a tree. Got yeah, it. yeah. Kitten in a tree. Yeah. That was not a full grown cat. <laughs> uh, okay. So let me hop from that to. Your favorite probably. Right? It's close. Yeah. Not my favorite, but it's really close. Yeah. I love Summer Rental. Um, Summer Rental. 19, Carl 1985. Carl Reiner. He plays Jack Chester. Yeah. Air traffic controller, overworked. Burnt out, overworked. You can tell he's on edge. And we talk about John Candy and this like lasting impact. John Candy was, like, was like, he was everyone's dad. Yeah. You know, like he's like, you know. Have you modeled your dad-isms around I, him? I, Is he the I, most? I, I, yeah. he, he's the, if you were going to have a role model as a father. Yeah. As, and you were going to go and look at like movies. I would say you go Steve Martin or John Candy. Or Robert Loja and an officer and gentleman. No. No. <laughs> Robert Loja. God. <laughs> oh, Max. Um, no, I mean, like, John Candy and Steve Martin play some of the best dad roles. Yeah. In fact, like, we'll probably do this for Father's Day. Yep. We'll talk about I don't want to go too much into this. But we'll yeah. talk about, like, our favorite just be a John movie Candy dads. Pod. I know. But he, it, this to me, there's just these little moments, right? So, with his wife, mm-hmm. when they want to go swimming. I knew you were going to bring this because, up. Because this, yeah. is, this is how I feel. Like, it's so stupid. Like, you're married to this beautiful woman. Yeah. You have these beautiful children. You have a job. Everything in your life's going well. And you don't want to go swimming because you're embarrassed because you're overweight. Like, I, to- I, I, I understand this. I love the way you, so the way well. you look in that bathing I know. Suit. This is and lit- he, he looks at her and goes, You're twisted. Or I, I, knew, I knew my mother told was me. That's right. That you were twisted. twisted. Yeah, something like that. That's like literally, this is like, go on vacation with Trish and she'll yeah. be like, MG, just like, get in your bathing suit. You're fine and yeah I'm like i don't want to get my bathing suit. <laughs> i want to wear like a big moo and get in the water Were that you the way ki- as a kid by the way no i, was, I never swam with my t-shirt i on. swam with my t-shirt Max, yeah. oh god no it explains I, a lot right yeah it yeah. does explain a ton about you the 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 movie is great because max you obviously know patches of hulan rip torn rip torn yeah Beastmaster, he's Max. Uh, his his role as skull as scully in <laughs> the, summer the, rental the one hand is the exact yeah. same as patches of Julian. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's they're the same guy. He I can just tread water with a hook. His, his relationship with John Candy, John Candy goes to the summer rental. Yeah. It's just every, like his daughter who, uh, by the way, Goonies. Goonies yeah. I mean, we're talking it. about the Goonies, yeah. but his, and Lucas his too. son, and Lucas his too. son, Joey Lawrence. Whoa. Yeah. From Blossom. Yeah. yeah that's Joey Lawrence. No that's way. a little boy. Yeah. So they get their summer rental. He's got the a wrong re- one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's got to relax. He, he has this like classic, <laughs> 
when they go to the restaurant and the guy whose actor is escaping me skips him in line. It's Robert Crenna. Thank you. It's, it's Colonel Troutman from Rambo. I know. I know. I, I just because Max, I'm not, I don't remember things. I'm older than you are. My brain is not as clicking as fast as you. So when Colonel Troutman skips him in line <laughs> and basically takes all of his lobsters, yeah. John Candy's had enough. Yeah. That my be- table. Yeah. My lobsters. That begins the war. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, do you know what else this movie is a total mirror of? One crazy summer. The regatta. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, I was just, yeah. this, and then the, the whole, I love the scene, boat race. And the whole thing about it, the whole montage scene when they're fixing the boat up. Yeah. I'm just like, this is literally one crazy the summer. The music is so 80s. Oh, too. It's, it's the best. Yeah. The John Candy piece of this that warms my heart is again, these relationships, right? It's him and his dog, right? I wish Turner and Hooch was actually John Candy because like <laughs> him, him interacting with his dog is great. Him interacting with Scully is great. Yeah. You know, his relationship with his son, with his daughter, that he doesn't want to let them down and embarrass them. The, the volleyball with, scene. Yeah. The way he talks with his daughter is really sweet where it's like, he's kind of just giving her advice but he's being a real dad and, and he says like you know remember he says you, know, you can't win them all and his daughter says that's I, like I, 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 tear, I, yeah. I tear up when his yeah. kids show up to help him win yeah and i'm just like this is literally all i want in my life <laughs> it's, my, it's okay for my children to ignore me like nine out of ten times yeah but the tenth time just show up when dad needs you and say we're here for you to win dad all right summer rental oh man i love summer rental summer rental is high is on it top list. three yes for me, oh, top five. oh it's top three. Oh god i don't know all right come on we can't do this this is you can't ask me to do it top three right now i'm gonna ask you at the end you will ask me at the end i won't have an answer for why you. do you repeat what i say sometimes it's weird it's, it's like a, Jedi it's, mind a, trick. it's a stalling technique yeah, okay. <laughs> it gets you to think it over okay volunteers volunteers 1985 1965. 1962 peace corps yeah tom, thailand tom hanks <laughs> we got tom hanks and john really candy weird, back together again really weird tom hanks his accent really kind of throws <laughs> me off yeah why? it's it's very Which uh guy tom hanks is not normal well no it's actually his 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 accent immediately makes me think of trading places and when they're in the club she's like, oh, yeah. she stepped on the ball <laughs> Yeah, Lawrence Bourne the third. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Winthorpe. Yeah, you remember the guy who uh originally like helped them when they got off the plane. The CIA weirdo. And yeah, he was a super weirdo. <laughs> His the actor's name is Tim Thomerson. He's yeah. been in a bunch of stuff. Everything he's really like, strange. So <laughs> It's funny that you say he's really strange. There are two roles in particular, one of which is another John Candy movie. He plays Vince Barnes in Who's Harry Crumb? Remember the guy, the tennis instructor? The tennis bro, yeah. yeah. And then the other role that he's in that you may not remember. Remember Cherry 2000? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, Lester. He yeah. plays like this weirdo Lester in yeah. that as well. Volunteers is a great movie. It's yeah. I actually think John Candy's better than Tom Hanks in it. Um, <laughs> I'll do whatever you want. His character is so... <laughs> absurd tom toddle from tacoma yeah so the writers based it on someone he knew in college who just fell into 60s propaganda and would like listen to whatever the government said oh, that's so funny yeah so uh, when he's saying i love he's like immediately brainwashed yeah and his evil laugh that just keeps going like ah! <laughs> yeah yeah it's really good oh man that's great uh or when they're torturing him and like slapping him around and he's yeah. like i'll do whatever you want yeah and then the the guy who helps him out in the village is the actor who also plays long duck dong from 16 candles yeah and gung-ho yeah yeah uh the, it, volunteers is a great movie not it's volunteers is one of those movies that a lot of people have not seen i didn't see i didn't know it existed yeah though. Yeah, yeah. yeah volunteers is uh it's a it's just a weird film it's not one of tom hanks's better films but i do i happen to like it for john candy and he was really funny did he meet his wife on this movie rita wilson because oh wow yeah that i don't know yeah she's great yeah she was fantastic in this. and their chemistry is just nah, it was kiss. <laughs> What? Nothing. You're Every just time fun. I say chef's kiss, you no, know. No, not chef's kiss when you go, Mwah. like you just, like <laughs> normal people like perk their lips. You just literally like, Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> 
Max, that takes us to one of my favorite gems. Armed and Dangerous. You never had even heard of this movie. No. And I was so excited to introduce it to you. Buddy cops. Frank Dooley. Yeah. Eugene and John at it again. <laughs> the Merton Riggs of the 80s. Uh, they, this movie is just wild. Yeah. Like, so you've got Frank Dooley is a disgraced police officer. Who, unjustly. Unjustly disgraced. Yeah. The movie, the whole movie starts off, he's climbing a tree, he's saving a kitten. Yeah. How do you uh, get up there? Slowly. <laughs> And then the he busts uh, a crime that's taking place, and then the it's two cops. the two bad cops throw a TV at him. Whatever, we don't have to recap the whole movie. But as a result of losing his job, he decides to get a job as a armed security guard, low end, four sixty seven an hour. And while he's doing that with uh, Eugene Levy, who Dis- was a disgraced, disgraced lawyer, lawyer, yeah. who's that's a perfect role for him. Like when he's representing that guy who's the swastika tattoo yeah. on his forehead, <laughs> and the whole scene's absurd. They then uncover this other scheme that's going on. the The pension fund is being robbed. Robert Loja. Yeah, you love Robert Loja. Oh, and also God. Jonathan Banks is his right-hand man. Yeah. And Breon James, too. And Meg Ryan is his daughter. And you sure about she that? was great. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I always screw her up. I mess the name up. John Candy, when they do the drag scene, yeah. when they're hiding out and they... they he looks some, great in drag. They, John Candy in drag with Eugene in drag. Yeah. I'm just going to say Eugene because I can't believe that we can't remember if it's Levy or Levy yeah. or whatever. Eugene and Still John. huge. Yeah, there you go. Huge. Huge. <laughs> huge. Um, <laughs> they, in that drag scene, it is hilarious. Oh, when someone grabs his butt. He's like, oh, he touched me. I got my Christmas curse early. <laughs> I just love that. Yeah. So that's armed and dangerous. And also, this is his most alpha role. I, like, this is as close as he gets to being kind of a butt kicking. Yeah. Like, he doesn't back down from Terry Lister Jr. No, he's who very was Zeus from No Holds Bar. Like, oh, I know Zeus. Yeah, crazy yeah. dude. He was Terry Crews before Terry Crews. Yeah. Right? A scarier. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Armed and dangerous. You're right. This is his, like, yeah, he's got the I'm f- a tough guy. But I mean, oh, th- he's paired with Eugene, which yeah. is the only reason he could be the tough well, guy. He's got the 50 caliber gun. He's like, it's legal in two states, and this isn't one of them. <laughs> By the way, shout out whoever that truck driver is. Yeah. I love that hey, dude. Slim. <laughs> Come on, Slim. <laughs> get on in. He just gives him the gun at the end. He doesn't yeah. care his truck's destroyed. That's great. Yeah. Uh, also, matching tuxes. I love a good matching tux movie. Uh, Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. yeah. What other matching tux movies are there? Those are it. Uh, Step Brothers. <laughs> yes. Good call. Uh, you needed to have one Woo! more in order to make the argument that you love those. You had to have more, one more. There's more. Little Shop of Horse. Oh, my God. Small role. Weird. Wink, Wink Wilkinson. Yeah. Weird world radio host. Yeah. Very small role. Very funny. The pompadour hair. I also just, I love seeing him and Rick Moranis together because, you know, they're friends. And yeah. It, 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 <laughs> what are you doing in the scene? He's like, what are you doing in here, lady? What are you doing naked? It's like, <laughs> your husband might come in. It's like, I'm her husband and I'm going to shoot you with this machine gun. You know, you know. Oh, all impromptu. You have to assume it's all impromptu. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's just. How do people do that? I, well, I can barely remember I, I whatever. Know, I, Max, you can't compare yourself to other people. Other people are much more talented than you. <laughs> Silence. Nothing. Come on, impromptu. Yeah. Give me something. I feel back. so very weird. <laughs> all right, Max. That's it? Are okay. You ready? Yeah. This might be my favorite John Candy. <laughs> really? God. Yeah. This is top three. Okay. This is my top three. I can't tell Your you if it's my three favorite. He's overloaded. You have an overloaded. No, you're the one who put people in my top three. I yeah. haven't said it yet. This is my top three, though. Okay. Spaceballs. Yeah. Uh, Mel Brooks. 1987. Barf, a.k.a. Bartholomew. Bartholomew. I'm a mog, half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. <laughs> he is so great in this. And maybe maybe it's maybe it's not even fair that this is my top th- three. It's more because I just happen to really love this movie. Yeah. Like Spaceballs, to me, was like the best movie ever. Yeah. I mean, I just, I love, the, Mel Brooks is hilarious. I love the Bill idea. Good. Everything in it is great. This movie's great, yeah. right? Like, I, like everything about this movie is just so funny. Like, yeah. and Barf is great because, again, it's this, you just feel John Candy's personality. Yeah. You know, like the whole thing, like this, like kind of cowardly, but also like a best friend. 
Yeah. And again, he has that moment where he's kind of like saving Lone Star, you know, like he, you're a prince, you know, yeah. like yeah, it, yeah. It, their, their relationship. It's, it's got the candy moment and he's got this tension with a robot. Like yeah. him and Joan Rivers have something going on, which is kind of weird. Yeah. I just, I love it. I well, love it. You know, initially they were going to put a full mask on him and Mel Brooks is like, if we're going to put a full mask on him, we should do uh actor for half the price. Right. And then they tried like a mouth thing and didn't work. And now that when, at the end, when they did the ears, uh-huh. he had a 30 pound battery on his back that was controlled by two oh, you're people kidding. That's and he controlled the tail from his hand. Uh, I wonder what they did for pizza. The hut. <laughs> That was gross. <laughs> or or it's so good. Or pizza the just, hut yeah. is gonna send out for right. you. <laughs> the ranch is just pouring it's off. Gross. His place. It's the whole thing is gross. When they eat him, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's really oh. uncomfortable. So I saw Spaceballs before I saw Aliens. Mm. So like I remember watching Spaceballs. What do those have to do with each other? Don't you remember the, the diner scene when oh, the alien well, comes? Out? Okay, what yeah. are those? Yeah. Oh, isn't that interesting, Mr. Max Sanders, yeah. who knows everything? Yeah. The diner scene when the and that's the actual actor. Like that's him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know because you didn't know what I was referring to. So there you go. Unbelievable. Believable. Sorry. You didn't know that was the actor, did you? No. The actual actor from Aliens that yeah. has the alien pop out of his yeah. chest is the exact same one that they put in the diner. That's why when he's laying there yeah. and the alien bursts his chest, he goes, oh no, not, not again, not again. Yeah. which is so funny. I had no idea. So years later, I'm watching Alien and I'm like, oh my God, like that is the exact, yeah. that's, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, I love Spaceballs. There's, again, Spaceballs could be an episode movie for us because yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff about Spaceballs the fourth, that we could talk about. The fourth wall breaking scene is my favorite thing ever. Oh yeah, when yeah. they're looking at the video yeah, yeah, yeah. of looking at the video. <laughs> it's now, uh, yeah. it's now <laughs> ludicrous speed uh all right it takes it's gone plaid uh max in the vein of this top is the one threes we're gonna fight, i think this is in the vein of moe's top threes <sighs> 1987 planes trains and automobiles del griffith i like me my wife likes me how do you my not how like do you, me how do you not love this movie more i i got i gotta take a minute just to talk to you so forget I, the podcast i just want to yeah. talk to you as a human i need to reverse engineer this so when we started the podcast eight, nine months ago, yeah. however long ago, yeah, yeah. this was one of the first movies I watched. This was the first John Candy movie I watched with this new light of going into 80s movies. Okay. And I thought, cool runnings, you know, happy, jovial kind of guy. In this one, he's the Michael Scott irritant, doesn't mean it, right. but he's like screwing up all the right. stuff. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that didn't you mesh. Co- you couldn't reconcile. That didn't mesh with the John Candy that I knew. you knew. Yeah. Because in fairness, before starting this podcast, the only John Candy you knew was 90s John Candy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, I need to watch it again. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Del Griffith. This is, to me, his best acting role. I, I question mm. whether I would say, I'm not sure that I'm willing to say it's my favorite. It's my top three for sure. Yeah. But this is for sure his best acting role. Because the emotional undertow of him. You just know, just his his range. Yeah. His range from going to like idiot to heartfelt yeah. to, you know, this this in-between piece. So obviously, you know, the movie is about these two gentlemen who are trying to get home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And their entire trip gets derailed by canceled flights, by cars catching on fire, yeah. driving the wrong way down the wrong side of the road. Based on a real trip John Hughes had. Yep. And, and so they're days. stuck with each other. Quick cameo by Jay. Uh, by Jason Bacon, by Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Quick cameo by Kevin Bacon. She's having a baby connection. Yeah, grabbing the cab at the beginning. Um, Steve Martin and John Candy, their relationship here, just like the, the vitriol that Steve Martin has for him, but then at the end, that yeah. scene, if you don't tear up in that scene, yeah. you're not human. That's a, that's a litmus test for being uh, a human. It being. didn't leak. Because you're not human. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a monster. You're a horrible monster for not loving I'm this I'm the Rocky Four robot. Oh, God. Do it. Happy birthday, Polly. There it is. It's Bert Young's birthday recently. This entire movie, and and I know like we've said this before, I just, I love holiday movies. Yeah. There aren't a lot of Thanksgiving movies. This is a Thanksgiving movie. Those aren't pillows. 
There's some and great then you start scenes. talking about the bear. And, and then like the, the tip of the hat that you get in Tommy Boy, you know, the yeah. the, the car scenes, yeah. the road trip piece of it. You know when he turns into the devil, that was actually improvised by John uh, Candy. Well not so, improvised, not, not yet. <laughs> He's like, well, the other the other th- funny part about that devil scene is that the day they were shooting that, the execs had came in, the producers had come yeah. in and they were over budget over time and they were see worried. John and they see John Candy walking around set wearing the devil suit <laughs> and they're like, What is going on? Yeah. Like what movie is this? Right? Because yeah. they didn't get it, but this is a great movie. And also he changes the way he laughs in this movie. He has this nervous inward laughter yeah. where he's kind of like sucking himself in. Yeah. And also the mustache throws me off. Is I, it, I love is, the mustache. Really? I love the mustache. A, I don't know. All right. Get, moving on. I don't <laughs> want to talk about this. Max, that takes us to the last movie in my top three, The Great Outdoors. You know how much I love The Great Outdoors. Yeah. Like it's unhealthy how much I We've love The Great Outdoors. We've talked about it in five podcasts. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. I yeah. bring it up whenever I can. 1987. Chet Ripley. Chet Ripley uh, playing across from Dan Aykroyd, who is playing Roman. Yep. This is the story of Chet, who is just a family guy, him and his wife and his two sons. They Hot go, dogs, not lobster. They go up to their up north place, you know, yeah. which is on this beautiful lake. It's where his dad took him when he was a kid. His brother-in-law, Roman, and their family, uninvited, show up. Mercedes, Annette Benning wife. And they are terrible. Creepy twins. They're terrible. But th- this has that element that I always talk about where John Candy, through his through his just gregarious nature, his kindness. Could use a gregarious. You like that? Yeah. Turns it around. And I just, the scene for me, that sticks is when he's terrified and his daughters are in trouble and Chet just looks at him and is like, those are your daughters. Yeah. Go save them. And like, <laughs> and it's just Roman, it's the total arc change of his character. Yeah. And then they get back and it's like they're making sandwiches and they're friends. And how many movies has John Candy done a either Big Bear? Like he has that like in so many movies like, oh. In one, this movie. No, but yeah. he has like that type of, like, oh my gosh, like big, big, you know, like he does it in, in multiple movies. Yeah, like, yeah. When like Uncle he, Buck, like, what'd you just, well, in, vol- you in, just? in Volunteers, remember when he sees the tiger and he's like, that's a, uh, big big kitty, big oh, yeah. kitty. Yeah, like yeah, he does yeah. it in a lot of his movies. The Great Outdoors is just this wonderful family movie. The speedboat scene is just great. Oh my god, when he loses the skis <laughs> yeah. and he's they say he's like showing off and he's not ready because Roman's like, "Are you ready?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. And he's waving his hand. Uh, he just guns it. He does the family dynamic so well. Yeah, like you watch that and you're like, "Yeah, like I got a brother-in-law like that, or I got a cousin like that, or an uncle." Do you have like a framed picture of John Candy next to your bed and you're like? I'm going to do this every morning. You take, just from this kiss, movie. Just from kiss. this movie. I, I love The Great Outdoors. Max, before we jump into the next movie, it would be a great time to pause for an ad. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, True. you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all Sorry. natural. It's okay. <laughs> Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, try it for free at capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. And uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man and I need this kind of stuff. It works. Is It's, it's great stuff. Yeah, it's like Wilford Brimley and Cocoon. You know what I mean? It's, you feel revitalized. It, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larrabee Photography. Uh, if you've checked out our website, hopefully you have. You've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay, so good. Yeah, Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was, she was fun to work with. Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, She loves what she does, and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment, and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. 
If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She made anyone look good. Mmm, those are some good ads. 1988. I can't hot, believe this one's insane. Hot to trot. This is. I can't believe this is got the made. voice of the horse Don uh, across from Fred Cheney, played by Bobcat Goldwaith. Yeah. This should have been on my guilty pleasure yeah. list. I I love it's, this movie. It sounds made up. It's absurd. It's so ridiculous. Like there's basically Bobcat Goldwaith's character, uh, Fred. Fred's mom passes away, and he inherits a horse. Yep. And this horse, horse is a magical horse. Apparently all horses can talk. They yeah. Just don't so they just don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> this horse can talk. And this horse also is incredible at the stock market. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> so he, he helps Fred make these decisions that help him become rich. Yeah. In addition to that, he has to run a run. He has to be in a race with Fred as his horse. It's such, at the a, very it's such end. an added on like insanity when, th- so the flashbacks, cause father was a horse fly, I think. <laughs> yeah. And it was voiced by Burgess Meredith. Yeah. Which is beyond hilarious. And they showed the flies like perspective where he has like the seven eyes. Right, right. But it was Burgess Meredith, right? So they give a little tip of the hat when he's doing the race and he's like, Fred is riding him. Come on, Rock. And no, he's like, he's like, come on, talk to me like that old guy in the, in the boxing movie. (laughs) And it's like this, like throwback to Rocky. Max, I, I can't even, is this my favorite John Candy movie? No, no. Do I think that this is hilarious listening to John Candy voice a horse and a, like a cross from self-conscious about his teeth horse? Oh, the whole thing yeah. is so funny. It's yeah. worth watching. If you like John Candy, yeah. I'll say this. If and you Bob like John Gat's Candy, good. you should watch it. Yeah. yeah, and I, if you like Bobcat, you should watch it. And too. you know who wrote this? It's Andy Breckman, who his other stuff I freaking love. Sergeant Bilko, yeah. IQ, yep. underrated stuff. He also wrote on SNL. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, they, I do know that they had two other actors do the voices of, uh, of the horse. Yeah. And it was so bad. And they basically, like I said, I think I said this earlier in the podcast, they grabbed John Candy and they were like, we need your help. So yeah. please do this. And he's like, okay, fine. My favorite line. They asked him, he was like, do you want a hamburger? He goes, no. Do you want a people burger? <laughs> I love I love that I got you yeah. to watch Hot to Try. Uh, yeah. That makes me so happy. And you know what's funny? It was just, this was going to get released Memorial Day. It got pushed like yeah. 10 times. Because right? they were like, we're going against Rainbow 3 and we're going against Crocodile Dundee 2. They should have been like, we're good. Like Rambo it, three and yeah. crocodile Dundee two. Yeah. What a summer for movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Max. This takes us to another another odd one. I I, I again I love this movie though. Yeah. Um who's Harry Crumb? 1989. Harry Crumb is a bumbling and inept private investigator who is hired to solve the kidnapping of a young heiress. And that is the movie. My favorite quote of his is I've got a black belt and Aikido and the boots to match. Yeah. And they're cowboy boots. He is a bumbling <laughs> idiot. This is a classic Don Quixote scenario, oh, right? Like, yeah, he, he he doesn't have consciousness of how buffoonish he is, but he stumbles into the success that he's had. I heard this was his Fletch. Oh, yeah. Master it, it, disguise, yeah, yeah, yeah. family, rich family with problems yeah. he's getting involved in. He's, Soundtracks are kind of similar. Yeah, it, that's actually a good call. It yeah. has a lot of similarities. Um, did not do very well. No. <laughs> not very well at it's all. It's a strange movie. I told you it's got that guy in it from Cherry 2000 and from yeah. Volunteers. And he's Jeffrey the Jones. Pro. So it's a kidnapping story. Jeffrey Jones. Does Jeffrey Jones dark. ever play anything but a jerk? <laughs> no. Except for the Dark Overlord. The dark Overlord. <laughs> but he's a good guy outside of when he gets possessed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, I almost said Victor Maitland yeah. when I was thinking of Beetlejuice. <laughs> I'm like, why am I thinking of the of uh, Beverly Hills Cop? Yeah. It's beyond me. But he has a 90 million year old peridactyl egg. Why yeah. does he just sell that? 
Yeah. I love the other daughter too, by the way, Mickey. Yeah. Do you know who she is? No. She's Shawnee Smith. She's in all the Saw movies. She's also in Summer School as a pregnant girl. Summer School is the pregnant girl. I remember I have never seen a Saw movie. And also she, have you seen Armageddon? Yes. Yeah. Remember when Rock Hound is in the bar in New Orleans? Oh yeah. And she just got married and they're at the bar. Yep. Yep. Wow. Good call. That is great, right? That's great. (laughs) Yeah. Max, what else you got on, uh, on old Harry Crumb? Any pots is in it. I own it from Pretty in Pink. Uh She's great. She is very sultry. Yeah. Yeah. Because you see her as Janine in Ghostbusters. It's kind of the nerdy girl. That's right. I can't believe that I always forget that she was both in Pretty in Pink and in Ghostbusters. And Harry Crumb. Yeah, and Harry Crumb. There you go. Huge, huge, huge (laughs) roles. Good for her. Good for her. Max, that takes us from who is Harry Crumb? This is a weird one. This is really strange. Well, it's it's Cannonball 3. Yeah. I mean, it's Speed Zone, but it's Cannonball 3. And it has none of the characters from the previous Cannonballs except for the Sheik. Sheik, yeah. Yeah, he's the only one that's still in it. Yeah. Uh, The Smothers Brothers. Do you know anything about them? No. The Smothers Brothers. Those are Rich Bentley dudes? No. Yeah, but I'm probably butchering who they really were. These guys were like old school television royalty. They also are uh, yo-yo champions. Like they can do <laughs> so I, random. If you if you go, if you Google Smothers Brothers, yeah. they, I think there's something called the Smothers Brothers Show. Like yeah. black and white. 50s, 60s television type stuff. Got it. This movie is is awful. To me, here's what happened in this movie. They said, let's make another Cannonball movie. Yeah. And Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise were like, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> and they're like, let's get John Candy because he's huge right now. Yeah. And they convinced him to do it. It just, it tries to be a Cannonball movie and it just, it fails. It's just yeah. not very good. I don't like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't like this movie. Yeah, it's okay. But I like that he's sweet and timid and he can also stand up to everybody and he can drive. Yeah, I mean, but at the beginning of the movie when uh, Eugene hits the air horn and he falls over in the thing and there's some like <laughs> funny movie, funny parts to it. I just, I could live without this movie being on his list. Like it's just, it's probably, I think his weakest movie. Hot to try for me. No, this is for you. hot to try is way better than, than Speed Zone. <laughs> Uh, Max, that takes us to the grand champion. I've got a little, surpri- I've got a surprise after this. No it's, way. Yeah. It's, it's, it's technically not one of the movies that was listed cause it's not a movie, but I'm going to bring it up anyways. We can do home alone. No, I'm not gonna, no, that's, I couldn't, that's not a surprise. That's okay. like a, that's a big deal movie. Yeah. Right. Uh, and he's great. Well, You've been that. bleeding into 90 lately. I, I know sometimes I have to, I don't, no, you, don't. you do uncle buck. I guess not, I just talked about Armageddon. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> Uncle Uncle Buck. Obviously, I already filled out my top three, so I left Uncle Buck out of it. But that doesn't mean I don't love Uncle Buck. You left Uncle Buck out of your top three. Well, if you were paying attention, I gave you three movies, and mm. none of them were Uncle Buck. So, I wasn't paying. Yeah, attention. you weren't. That's okay. Yeah, this is two for me. My go ahead. Talk about Uncle Buck. Nineteen eighty nine. Buck Russell. Yeah. Tell, tell me all about him. Tell me about Buck Russell. So. He's my spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> this movie yeah. is, spe- this is your number one. Right? Yeah. Oh no, you gave your number one and it was weird. I think, no, it's going berserk. Yeah. Go, how is going berserk your so number one over Uncle I Buck? Was, no, no, Uncle Buck's one. Yeah. You got tied and up go, in the moment. Okay. Going berserk is two. Right. I was just so, I was like, I can't believe this movie got made. I was like looking behind me. I'm like, <laughs> who made this? Ah, yeah. Yeah. You are Uncle Buck. Yeah. So goofball uncle gets called in off the bench. As, as, you know, like in the in the NHL, yeah. how they have a rule that if like ten oh, the, of, if ten of your goalies yeah, get injured, yeah, yeah, that the, you can make like the Zamboni guy play goalie. Yeah, that's in the stand. Yeah, he doesn't get called off the bench. He gets yeah. called off the bench behind the bench. Yeah, <laughs> comes in, helps out with the family. Hilarity ensues. Yeah, you know, doesn't know how to work a washing machine, making giant pancakes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's good-hearted and he means well, but he doesn't want to have a job. He doesn't want to be tied down. He's coming to grips with his weaknesses and at the same time yeah. utilizing his strengths. Yeah. That's like a John Candy thing, right? Yeah. Like there's a, he's aware of his weaknesses. When he stands, we all know, I did the quote at the beginning of the episode yeah. about the go gnaw this off your face, but when he goes to that principal yeah. and stands up for the kid, 
you know, like, like makes the statement, like there's nothing wrong with being a dreamer. There's nothing wrong with being creative. A like, silly heart. Yeah. That's so awesome. Right. Yeah. The oldest daughter, right. When she's in danger and not being treated the right way. Like, yes, he's embarrassing and humiliating, but he fixes that family. That family had some real problems and he fixed them all. Yeah. So when he's about to go gamble and he has the kids in the back, he's got Miles and Maisie in back. Yeah. And he looks in the rearview mirror and he just kind of, you know, silently loses it. Yeah. That's real Oscar acting. Yeah. Like, no, this, it, that's it, his Oscar it's his, This is my, this is my example when I say why I don't compare him to Farley and Belushi. Yeah. But like, the, they were great in their own right, but these, these tender human moments yeah. that John Candy can get, they're great. You get goosebumps. Like, I get goosebumps thinking about that movie when he just, when, when the, when his brother comes home and it goes from the pictures in the album mm. not including him yeah. to like the whole family just reconciling and, and he's with his girlfriend and that's being fixed. It's just a beautiful movie. And yeah. it's funny. <laughs> It's it's not too serious. It's really funny. No, it's bowling for Doras. Yeah. I love when he says, I have a five-year plan for quitting cigarettes. And oh he just God. breaks it down. And he's like, I love cheese. So your favorite movie has got to be Uncle Buck. It's got to be Uncle Buck. Yeah. My favorite movie has to be The Great Outdoors. Yeah. That's I, I just, I have to do that. I have to. Because well, you're Chet and I'm, I'm and, and Buck. you're Uncle Buck. Uh, yeah. yeah. What are some of your favorite scenes? We've gone through all these movies. Like what, what would you put up as like one or two of your favorite scenes? The, has anyone ever embarrassed you like this before? And he just holds it. He's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids in back are just losing it. And yeah. he's like, oh, next time I'll come in with my robe and walk you in myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mine. I told you one of my favorites is just the, I like me yeah. from planes, trains and automobiles. The, the conversation Chet has with his oldest son when he gives him his ring mm. in the great outdoors. Yeah, I just am like, it just, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm a You're giant. I'm so mushy. Yeah. But I really do love that. I like you the know? summer rental Scully dark game where you just can't even hit anything. Yeah. And he's like, good. He's, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good work. Um, I also, I love in splash when he's at the, got another drunk scene when he's at the bar explaining to his brother, the height, you know, to weight ratio. Yeah, height to weight ratio. The problem is you're just too small. Yeah. yeah. And he, and he goes over and a talks to this woman. Eating the pretzels. The great thing about John Candy is that, you know, again, for a bigger guy, yeah. he also has this bravado. Like he walks over to the table oh, and talks yeah. to the two beautiful women nice and he scars. doesn't care. Yeah. 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 A Ferrari. And every, like, as you believe, like you see this like overweight guy yeah. married to these beautiful women or dating these beautiful women. And it doesn't seem out of place because he's got so much charisma yeah. and so much personality and he's just so sweet. Yeah. I mean, he's just the sweetest dude he's just yeah he's fantastic you ready for my small curveball we didn't put we didn't put this on our list but anybody my age anyone who's around 40 41 42 years old would be furious if i didn't throw this in there camp candy did you ever watch the cartoon camp candy no camp candy is like my childhood okay 1989 i think it only ran for two or three years but you know like i'm you know my whole cartoon thing that i like know the theme song to almost every cartoon ever made i'm obsessed with camp candy like the cartoon itself was vintage John Candy. The voices of the children at the camp, two of the voices were his two kids. So he actually got to work with his kids on it. And the whole, the cartoon is about this like sleepaway camp. Yeah. Uh, in the wilderness and like John Candy being the big goofy guy, you know, like I, have you, you've never seen camp candy. Is he wearing like khaki kind yeah. of stuff? Okay. Yeah. Then, yeah. then yeah. Max, I'm going to help you remember this cartoon. Hit me. Are you ready? Yeah. Bee bites the bees bite. Is that helping at all? Yeah. Keep it going. Okay. The bark of the trees bite. Come back. The quietness of darkness. Okay. The stories told by firelight. Oh, yeah, yeah. The long nights, <laughs> the food fights, a summer made of memories and camp candy. Woo! More. <laughs> yeah, there you Encore. go. I love cartoons. Yeah. I almost by memory can sing almost any cartoon theme song ever made. Yeah. That's why I can't do simple things like arithmetic. Cause I have replaced that part <laughs> of my brain with that. Camp candy is it's not an eighties movie but it is an 80s cartoon that trailed into the 90s and you should watch it. 
I actually played it on YouTube uh, videos. They'll show the whole episodes for my kids, and they thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I'll do it tonight. And it's very John Candy-ish. Yeah. So it's very it's very easy to see why we're dedicating an episode to remembering John Candy, and it's very easy to see why people love John Candy because we just went through eighteen films, and of them, with the exception of maybe like Hot to Trot, which you know, shame on you. (laughs) I still enjoy it. It's just ridiculous. People miss John Candy because John Candy imprinted on their life. Like you feel like you miss him because emotionally, these roles and these characters, you just wish. Like I would have loved to have seen another Uncle Buck, like with his own kids, you know. And now the kids are all grown up. Like I, I just would have loved to have seen more John Candy. Or the positive piece of it is, we're so blessed to have gotten as many movies and uh, and roles as he did have. You know, like I, I just John Candy's the best he was he's a comment he's the best yeah there's no one like him it's not even close never i think his personality is like the warmest most inviting he feels like he's real yeah and that's just very hard to find a lot when you're dealing with entertainment he comes across as himself every time absolutely 100 yeah. percent. now is a great time to do the buzz in the tower fan spotlight this week's fan spotlight is mars which is the best name ever. I know. I've been trying to get him on forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is the owner of VHS underscore toys. That's his handle on Instagram and YouTube channel. Same thing. Top it's, five uh, Instagram for me. Yeah. YouTube uh, is just slash the same VHS underscore toys. He is a collector of the oh my God. highest yeah. level. I I've mean, never seen VHSs like this. So we, we, we have different people who have kind of different things. Like some of the um, Instagram channel guys that we've had on have kind of a variety of items. Yeah, Timmy's all over the place with everything. Yeah. He is a pure collector. I oh mean, my this God. guy. And if you just want to get lost, yeah. <laughs> you want to spend a day just getting lost and yeah. stuff, go check out um, at VHS underscore toys or his YouTube channel VHS underscore toys. It's just and he treats it with such respect with the with the YouTube stuff. He puts on gloves. He yeah. treats it like a he's almost an art curator. Yeah, eighties and nineties. He's stuff. he's great. Yeah. So uh, we asked him what his favorite John Candy movies were, and let's see what he had to say. Hey guys, this is Mars from VHS and Toys, and I have been asked to talk about John Candy and um, what was my favorite movie. It's so hard to choose because the guy he was amazing. And my first movie was Summer Rental. And here's why, because I was at the beach house when we uh, we rented that movie. And uh, the first time I was introduced to uh, John Candy, Summer Rental was the, the movie for me. That movie stayed with me for like, I don't know, it's still, it's still with me. It's still my favorite. It's still my top uh, John Candy movie. And he made a bunch of movies. Uh, you can't go wrong. You can't, you can't go wrong with him. Brewster's, uh, Brewster's Millionaire, he was awesome. Uh, the Volunteers, Home Alone, and uh, Uncle Buck. You can't go wrong. I think my 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 two favorite is Summer Rental and uh, Uncle Buck. You can't go wrong with those. And uh, I just want to thank you guys to let me be part of the show. This is awesome, and I hope in the future I'll be part of more like um, 80s podcasts, you know. I hope you guys uh, stay cool, stay 80s, and uh, thank you very much. His sign-off, stay cool, stay 80s. Yeah, right? I want to use that. Yeah, uh, that might We have to borrow that from And him. that's a true collector. When you say Summer Rental's your favorite, yeah. that's the deep cut. It's it's funny because made me happy. you can hear him struggle the same way we did. Yeah. Like He's like, oh, yeah. he's like, he's like, well, yeah. I like this. Oh, wait, wait, wait a second. But he was in Brewster's Millions yeah. also. And then, oh, yeah, but don't forget Uncle Buck and yeah. Home Alone. But I mean, those are the two that he's struggling with. He's basically Summer Rental versus Uncle Buck. And yeah. those are great choices. So uh, it's... 
I'm not surprised that he had a tough time landing on one because we do as well. No, this is impossible. Absolutely. So Max, we we spent the day today remembering John Candy and uh, wonderful time. It you know we we held our My emotions. My heart feels full. We we we, 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 we held our emotions together. Close? We got. I was emotional. More important. I got one quote that can make you cry. Nah. Oh, no. What do you got? No. What's your quote? Steve Martin's quote about John Candy. Oh, I want to hear this. Okay. What is it? Well, he was a very sweet guy. Very sweet and complicated. And so he was always friendly, always outgoing, and you know, funny and nice and polite. But I could tell he had kind of a broken heart inside of him. Oh man! Right? <laughs> great way to end the I show, Max. Sure, that was was great job, dude. I wasn't sure. Jesus, Christ. I missed it with planes, trains. <laughs> Do you want to show some clips of like sick puppies? Yeah, like, I'm what do you, sorry. God, Max, unbelievable. You know, every every episode, I'm like, Max, how you want to close things out? And you're like, I don't know, rink a dink a do, and then oh, you got to kill it with this. I know, I had a good closeout actually. I thought no, about we'll it. No, we'll see. I'll okay. look at there in a second. Okay, okay. Well, you hold on. To okay. it. Let me marinate on what you just did to me emotionally. So think Freddy, think racquetball. I just relax. I let my let my emotions simmer while yeah, I get yeah. to the next point. Thanks, small urinals. <laughs> Jesus. All I right. mean, that's weird. A- any, anyways, <laughs> follow us, subscribe, leave a review. It really means a lot. Guys. More importantly, follow us on social media at buzz in the tower. Um, and please spread the word. Let subscribe, people know. Subscribe. Listen. We did that's all that. The most jazz. Important part. Absolutely. The most important part is you had a good time. Yeah. Did you have a good time? I had a fantastic, I had time. a fantastic time too. Also check out our buddy, Caleb, uh, and his podcast horse soup. We did our first guest spot. Yeah. on that and it actually came out yesterday yep i had to do the math yeah, right yeah, so this yeah. is coming out tuesday it actually came out yesterday I, we had so much fun we talked for like four hours like we talked forever but it was totally a blast yeah. and his if you're into horror films yeah his his, his podcast knowledge is crazy his his knowledge is crazy awesome production value and your two favorite 80s movies guys we're on, Max, yeah. we're on that so yeah. please check it out like i said yesterday the episode came out we, uh, did, we did all the nightmare on elm streets all eight we of watched them. all of them it was my it, eyes were bleeding well, we won't even say anything you can listen to it we'll hear all about it so well, no, there no, you no, go. topic don't you tell them another word who does um, freddy check out horse soup caleb's yeah. uh podcast it's great and max i don't have anything else any final thoughts before we sign off that aren't going to make people cry so we're going to end this on a visual we're going to do a freeze frame close smile hand wave all right i accept that yeah i accept right? that as being good yeah Uncle Buck and what was the other movie that ended in? Uh, Plane Strains. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, he did in both. Yeah. All right, Max, I'm ready to sign off. You know how I'm going to sign off? Hit me. You want to hurt me? Go right ahead if it makes you feel any better. I'm an easy target. Yeah, you're right. I talk too much. I also listen too much. I could be a cold-hearted cynic like you, but I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Well, you think what you want about me. I'm not changing. I like me. My wife likes me. My customers like me. Because I'm the real article. What you see is what you get. Inspirational. That's yeah, how you end That's it. actually, unfortunately, a lot of how I am. Yeah. Nobody, nobody really likes me. I don't know if your customers My wife like likes you. me. My customers like me. My customers are listening right now. Yeah, They're my that's customers. True, that's true. That's true. All right, Max. That's it. John Candy's been remembered, Woo. and we will talk to you all next week. Exhausted. All righty. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.